0: hello everyone welcome back to another horror review uh for, forgive me if I'm a little spaced out but I decided to quite smartly smash this uh series out <laughs> overnight and uh I haven't liked my sleep but I gave up on it to get this done and get this review out um bloody hell man this was a slog so we're talking about the Midnight Club um it's a series that just dropped there on Netflix god this um I'll try and be as polite as possible but holy shit this was a struggle to get through there was the makings of an interesting plot so this is centered around uh what we've got here is a hospice so it's for terminally ill kids well teenagers um various you know various ailments conditions and it's basically the idea that they go be part of a community no way America likes their cults and their culty type thing they all have the group hug um because they don't like their families but yeah um essentially that's what it is it's a place where they'll go um voluntarily or their families send them there um it's all very strange to basically just be left to wait out there lives it's not even about needing um spices hospital of car or anything it's just i'm down you're down that's all getting me a group uh there's eight of these characters it all re- revolves around the main characters, alonka who is god she's horrendous she's not a nice character she's a bit self-absorbed and whiny it's the way she comes across uh she researched this place because it used to it's a bit like waco you know it was own back cult and then taken over by someone else and then i was a, the thing that drew me in and i'm a fool but heather legging and if you don't know her um she basically for those that might just come on this but she played nancy in never Run elm street um she's a great way about her She's um, an understated character. She doesn't try to be anything, if that makes sense, like the superstar, but she has a a real cool understated way about her. Uh always acted from early on. We were talking about her recently in another review, and she spent her lot la- like latter days of her career here, most of it as a makeup artist. Uh special effects for horror. So that's really something I would i mean to delve into more, find out because um that aspect of itself, that that whole thing is uh, fantastic. I was looking at that guy, um, Gary. He did the Hellraiser franchise and the main principal makeup artist throughout most of those movies, and his journey is fascinating. Um, the Guard documentary, um, the guy who's done all the uh, special effects there—you know, these people are fascinating. Anyone gets into that sort of stuff—that's the backbone of a horror movie, special effects, which makes me wonder why there wasn't really any in this series. <laughs> like, you have you have somebody like uh, Heather in this, Um Her jam is, you know, horror, and uh, comes from one of the most well-known franchises uh, in the genre. Even Normies know about uh, Freddy Krueger. You mentioned that, and even a Normie will know about it. He also has a background in special effects. And this movie doesn't really have any. What it does have a lot of is um, feelings. This is um, this is a soap opera. This is 10 episodes of people giving speeches and talking about their feelings. <sighs> Why did it need to be 10 episodes? This could have been condensed into five episodes and been a lot tighter. Now, there's a couple of layers. There's the layers of kids dealing with um, terminal illness, their own mortality, and the, you know how they come to terms with it. And the idea of the midnight club it's a tradition that started like from the place began we all meet in the library and they tell scary stories um that's probably why they had to set this in the 90s because there's no way you get that happening today everyone just big their phone so maybe that's why they did the 90s theme because then there's no mobile phones possibly um because that's the that's the only logical reason why this would fit because the whole 90s theme that brought this didn't really add anything to the story if i'm honest uh, the 90s was an interesting decade it was transitional um a lot of the main topics they were talking about in this you know this social commentary um most of that happened in the 80s and actually had come to ahead in the 90s so they're kind of you know Bit jarring you know we've had that early 90s was sort of the combination of a lot of those conversations and stigmas and would really got that point of before the millennium and then like there was a new mindset and they're playing it as if like mid you know this may as well be 1986 where they're talking about stuff now i know america is a bit behind this thinking maybe that's coming at this from a breath. and God, there's a lot of scenes with like evangelical type stuff, which we used to laugh at, you know. You'd see that stuff, but then I forget that in America, they actually took a shit seriously. We're over in the UK, you'd see one of these televangelists appear, and you'd be like, "Did the state of that, dude, a clip of him or her, you know. Um, God, there's a weird one on YouTube, keeps popping up as an ad. This creepy dude with these stupid sunglasses, and him and his wife sit in this huge kitchen. And this ad, no matter how many times I say, don't want to see it, not interested. Um, yeah, keeps keeps popping up. Uh god, it's annoying. Um like you just can't take these people seriously. Um kind of shows the American mindset, if I'm honest, it's just a bit, find it a bit odd, but there you go. So this is ten episodes of fluff, if I'm honest. So there's this story of the cult that ran it there's a supposed hauntings that's going on in the building, but then they keep you know, they keep talking about their meds every two minutes so they keep brushing it off Um, and the way they go about it just makes you go meh, whatever like you're not invested and it just meanders along this is 80% people in a circle hugging each other 10% 10% of the spirituals, you know, the the actual supernatural aspect of this, and then another 10% of whatever, filler. Um, not good. Uh, the moral thing about it, though, I, I didn't enjoy this. Uh, there was a bit of a teaser at the end, or reveal, twist, whatever you want to call it, for another season. I don't, you know what I mean, if this goes into season two, it's just going to be another ten episodes of the same, just dragged out, like there's no they could have made this a tight eight episode or six episode series, miniseries, the storytelling, it's like they had there's eight characters, and like they had to spend nearly an episode given each one of them their, their made up story, which sorry, was it, you know was not given a character they didn't tell their made-up story and the plot went along you know i'm mean, sorry starting off with the premise but the they really dragged the arse out of this um another thing is they've lumped this in with um haunting and hill house Blame mother midnight master now, they're all shirley jackson's work but it's a guy called christopher pike wrote the book that this is based on so that's a bit disingenuous trying to lump it in with that because not the same author and in fairness the Sherry Jackson stuff she follows some of the same tropes but at the same time she manages to well throw in at least the drama and a bit of agency for the characters and a bit of tension well this has none of that whatsoever and I don't think it's not the first show I've been watching no, I'm a bit of a veteran at this uh, binge watching stuff and going two three days without sleep so that's all right so that was just there's nothing engaging in this plot whatsoever. Like, by the time you get the cram, all the drama stuff ended the last two episodes, nine and ten. But of this, you have eight episodes of absolute fluff and nonsense and just dragging its heels. And it really didn't serve any purpose because there's enough in that, right? You get the idea. You get the idea of their situation. You get the idea they're all struggling. There's enough interplay between the characters. So you get that. Then they could have focused on the actual supernatural drama and the solving the mystery. But they didn't. They just spent half... It was like half an episode of hugging each other, maybe not even five minutes of the plot, the mystery. And then the last latter half, the story. <laughs> you know... Um. And, of course, because they use the same characters, and spirit, you know what I mean? Because, obviously, they're not having a new cast for each of the stories being told. So, the person's telling their story, and then it steps in as if it's um, happening and they use the characters. So, that was fine. But, kind of a terror you know what I mean? By episode five, this was getting exhausting to watch. Yeah, uh, really, that's the best way to describe it. It was exhausting to watch. And like, You're not you're not thrilled for the, the next episode. If, honestly, if I wasn't doing this... I would have stopped by episode three or four. Like, I kind of picked up a wee bit of episode three, and then I just... A bit of a reveal, and then I just fell right down again. And, yeah, it was a slog. If you like it, you like it. You know what I mean? It's up to you. It's your thing. Um, I didn't. uh, Bored me. Didn't say this is more of a teen drama, soap opera type thing, as opposed to a horror Series, uh, very you know, sanitized the, the characters as well. <clears throat> Kevin was all right, cabin was the only one that had a wee bit of um presence about him, uh, but you know, stage presence. Uh, all the rest were wooden planks, didn't care. Um, I laughed the way spell spell Anya's name wrong, like, and they actually had an Irish girl playing it who some sort of TikToker checked up see if she was but obviously didn't tell her how to spell the name because it'd be like what the hell is this but there you go um plastic patties for you so there you go that's my review absolutely just i slog through this i'll not be checking out season two don't care there's nothing nail-biting controversial there's no talking points in this it's just bland honestly it's just it's just a slog it's generic there's nothing there you know obviously you'll get articles people try and hype this up hype that up but there's really nothing to hype up because there's nothing presented nothing in it there's things being done better uh more profound in fact there's this uh there's a movie and shutter called scare me if you watch that and that's when we uh Two or three characters, two main characters, and somebody pops in. Pizza Guy, I think if I remember rightly. But these are two people telling each other ghost stories. But that, in the space of a movie, has more tension and grit and a dark comedy element that ramps up quickly. And they managed to do that in 90 minutes or so. This thing had 10 episodes and managed to tell nothing and then squeezed it all in at the last to try and tease you for a. I think that's the. I think that's the tactic is boil tears, get you invested if you want yeah uh, watch that kind of stuff and then use the last episode or two to make you think oh another season oh exciting um yeah that's all i gotta say about it <laughs> i'm struggling here honestly uh yeah okay we'll leave it there yeah uh that was shit he had it not interested just Bit of a waste of time but here sometimes i watch these things so you don't have to <laughs> so there you go um if you like disagree agree with what i say leave it in the comments let us know uh um, have a conversation if you absolutely love this for a you? you know what i mean like what you like uh never gonna slide anybody off for enjoying things uh just definitely not my cup of tea but there you go uh keep up to date have Quite a few things, gonna have a busy weekend. Uh, a couple of interviews coming up, uh reviewing another movie and with our horrific tale tomorrow night. So uh keep up to date and um, until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.